The pressure is growing for all businesses to demonstrate a coherent response to the climate crisis. In this podcast, Andrew Furness of Net Zero Now explains that a carbon footprint is the foundation of a credible climate strategy and provides essential content for key stakeholders. He says that corporate climate strategy has evolved in the last decade towards a consistent approach built on global standards falling into four sequential and iterative actions. In this podcast, he outlines them and explains how the brewing industry and those around it can all play their part. Thanks. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Um, Andrew here. I um, met him right back at the beginning of his journey, I believe, when I used to work at Fuller's, so been in it for the long haul. Um, before that, I used to run a series of pubs for a very small company known as Green King. Uh, we had that for a few years. Then worked for a number of breweries in and around London, so the industry is very much in my blood, and it's something I'm very passionate about. And having recently, well, in the last couple of years or so, rediscovered a passion for doing things the right way and changing the system a little bit so that people and planet can be a bit happier, it's a pleasure to combine the two. So I'm here today to talk to you a little bit about that. I'm very aware that I'm the last speaker. We've all had a lot of beers. I'm fighting with trains home. I'm fighting with all sorts. So let me start with uh, why you should listen to me. So um, effectively, it's becoming a must-have now. Uh, it's always been seen as a nice marketing tool. It's been seen as something that we should be doing, but no one really understands why. But more and more, it's starting to become a part of what should be an integral part of business, be it anti-risk or be it pro-gaining customers. Uh, on that note, 73% of customers around the world say that they want to change their habits, so why not help them do it? Also, recently in the pub industry, we've discovered that even in the cost of living crisis we're living in at the moment, uh, over 30% of people want to spend more in a venue that has definitive eco-credentials. So someone that's got a believable strategy is going to attract people spending more. Um, employees, I'm sure there's a lot of people in here who want to see their company doing more for the environment, want to be part of something positive. So let's give them the chance to do that. And particularly with the, uh, the younger generation, it's up in the 76% mark there for people who want to see their company doing something. So retain staff, make staff enjoy working for you and, and help them out. Investors as well. Uh, a lot of people need money coming in to expand their business. So we're finding more and more that investors are obviously risk-savvy people. They're looking ahead to the future. What's going to matter? What do you need to be prepared of? So if you've got a good climate strategy, you're going to attract investment from people who are, are looking ahead uh, and therefore guarantee the safety of your business, both financially uh, and from a structural point of view. And then supplier requests. This might be you as brewers talking to other people and asking them to do more about it and therefore there's pressure on them. But also if you're supplying pubs and bars or even shops, they might start to be looking at what the breweries are doing about their carbon footprint and how they can kind of use that to ensure that their business is considering everything. We'll talk about it later on, but you are responsible for the emissions of what you bring into your business. So a pub wants a more sustainable product and you open yourself up to a whole new stream of business that way. If all of that isn't enough, the world's on fire. It's really hot. Yesterday was the hottest day in the world. Um, Let's, let's do what we know is right internally and try and be a positive part of the news. So when we read bad news stories, we know that it ain't us, it's them. Um, I've put this up here. Uh, there are a numerous range of, of uh, personal footprint calculators you can do. There's people like Kogo, Pawprint. They're great businesses I'd recommend with that can help you work out your own personal footprints. And not to do with business, to do with what you do in your life. I've used the WWF footprint calculator because it's a charity that I support. Uh, and it's quite an interesting way of looking at things. So there's sort of two reasons I put this up here. The first one is uh, I am someone who's incredibly environmentally conscious of my impact on the world. Uh, I don't eat meat. I don't have a car. 
Um, and yet, when I did this quiz, I was 115% of the average of the average UK footprint. So I still ain't doing it right. So I'm certainly not here to point fingers. There's, there's stuff I'm missing. But what I like about this survey and similar ones I've seen is that it points out some of the key factors that we need to consider. And what I want to get across today is that if you can consider these small few factors, you can make a big impact overall on what you do. So energy, transport, and food is the three things that I want you to consider going forward in anything that you do. Uh, and you can see that's sort of uh, represented here with, with travel being the transport, home being how you heat it, the energy you use, the food you consume, and then what they've called stuff, things you're responsible for bringing in. So how you're purchasing, your consumption habits. These are all huge parts of your footprint. If you can do something about this, then you've made a real impact overall. And that's kind of relevant because if we look at breweries, they've changed a lot over the years, as you can see here, for the better. Uh, we've gone from mustache men in hats to a whole range of people who love beer and get behind the industry. Um, but what they all are is a collection of individuals. And any business, brewery or outside of it, is a collection of individuals who all have opinions and are all wanting to achieve things on their time on earth. That's all a business is. It's, it doesn't exist without the people that make up part of it. So if the people and the individuals care about it, the business should. And if you're all working in the same ideas towards those things we spoke about before, then it's going to have an impact overall. So focusing on energy, transport, and food in what you do individually and in what your company does can avoid situations where you're drinking beer in front of something like this. Um, the world of sustainability is full of confusing acronyms and uh, confusing terms. Uh, a lot of them I don't actually think are worth considering. It's just worth considering the raw impacts and what you know to be true. So we always hear about scopes one, two, and three. I think that gives you a pretty good picture of what scopes one, two, and three are. But think about it in terms of energy, transport, food. Where are you involved in everything that you see on this map and, and where can you make an impact? And they might be surprising what some of those are. So in the brewing world, obviously, we're responsible for agriculture in a way, with the, with the grain and the hops that we ask farmers to produce for us. Um, transport was the, the largest emitting sector when this was conducted by the BBC. Um, and so we need to think about even when the beer leaves our brewery, that's not the end of our footprint. How it gets there is a very, very, very integral part of it. And there's all kinds of surprising revelations that can come from actually getting the data and reading some of the data that's available out there. So I wanted to talk a little bit now um, about what I think the key aspects to a climate strategy are, because it can be very overwhelming when you actually narrow it down to those few things that we spoke about and certain ways of approaching it, uh, you can actually have a really big step really quickly. So the first thing to do is to have uh, short and long-term strategies. I've heard it said to me a few times that if you want to do something about the uh, environmental crisis, just do something, do anything. Don't be afraid of haters on Twitter. Um, try to help you out with that. But in general, just do something about it and you'll, you'll get a passion for it before you know it. Probably how you all got into brewing as well. You started just seeing, I wonder if I could make a beer, or YouTube how to do it, and suddenly you're running a brewery. Um, so short-term action sort of inspires further action. Um, it shows those around you what you can do, and it starts to make a little bit of a more positive impact. Uh, be transparent, be open about the mistakes you've made, as we've just seen um, from our friends in Brighton. Um, that can go for this as well. You, you, most people try and do things the right way. Even people who've been accused of greenwashing have tried to do the right thing. So if you can be transparent about it, it also inspires people to come to you and say how they can help you with your problems or how they can further your action, uh, which kind of brings me on to the next point, which is, is collaboration. If that information is out there, you're going to open yourself up to a lot of people coming to talk to you about how they can get involved, things they've done that have worked for them that you might want to try out. Uh, and that's actually something brilliant about the hospitality and brewing industry as well. Uh, pubs and brewers, I heard it said before, I think Amber by yourself 
we don't really consider each other competitors, really. It's about uh, peers in the market, and I think the same is in the sustainability industry. What can we all do to try and inspire some help with us? It will also reduce the cost of solutions if every one of you in this room went to the um, barley or hop producers you use and say, we're only going to buy regenerative products. Suddenly, they have to do that that way, so it inspires a, a lot more quicker action. Uh, and therefore, there's more available to you, so more people will be able to buy more sustainably-led products if you're all collaborating and acting together. So I've just put some uh, examples of this together, and then I'm going to talk a little bit more about what uh, NetZero Now, who I work with at the moment, do. So in terms of short and long term, there's, there's different things you can do. And you can only do this once you know the data available to you. But this is kind of an example of some of the information I will send to our partner breweries. Uh, and this one was actually Renegade in West Berkshire. Um, Short-term things are easy fixes, things you can put into place tomorrow as things to go forward that will make a big difference. And long-term is stuff that you want to do but requires a bit more either financial investment, like the carbon capture unit here, or a bit more long-term thinking. So let's try and make, wherever possible, people can travel by public transport, be that for a sales pitch, for a meeting, uh, even to go to the pub as a, as a group. Let's do that. Uh, and maybe you can start thinking about how you do simple things around the brewery. It's not all about producing beer and capturing the carbon. Sometimes it's about how you clean up, how you wash. So let's use some of that rinse water that's left over from the brewery to clean it that way. It doesn't seem like a lot, but if everyone's doing that and you're doing it five times a week for every time you brew, that's great. And then long term, you might look at some more integral parts of your business. We're not going to stop selling bottles, but how can we do that better? Lighter weight bottles. Uh, failing that, why don't we switch further to cans and look at the type of uh, aluminium or steel that goes into the cans that we make. So those are some big strategic things you can do alongside the same way of uh, doing some quicker, more easy, perhaps light touch things. Transparency. So like I say, we do work with Renegade and they put up everything they're doing about their footprint and there's also a link in that logo there that shows what their footprint is. So they know there's more to do, uh, but this is their way of putting the information out there and, and showcasing what they've done in a, in a really honest way. Uh, and then collaboration. Don't be afraid to work with other businesses, uh, even if they're direct competitors. I think Brewgooder are a great example of that. They've kind of made their own uh, makeshift brewery out of everything. Obviously, Toast work with an entirely different industry in the, uh, in the bakery world to, to make beer out of stuff that would be going to waste. Uh, and Too Good To Go, they, they've traditionally focused on food waste, but they worked with Green King to make sure that any leftover cask beer on its sort of fourth or fifth day was going to people who might enjoy cask beer and hadn't tried it before while also saving all that effort from going to waste. Um, it would be remiss of me to not mention where we are today. Obviously, we heard from, from Joe this morning, and when I was speaking to him about things, the first thing he said was, uh, there's so much more we could do. So it's true, even in somewhere examples where there's some stuff that you might think is way ahead of time, there's always more to do. But they've got some great examples of what we were just speaking about. Short and long term, they, they change their labels, they change their cardboard packaging. Long term, they've that huge project which you heard about in detail this morning about carbon capture, which is pretty industry leading. And they've been transparent, they've been collaborative, they've got external experts in. Uh, they've, they've made somebody internally responsible for it so that there's sort of pressure on that to carry on. Uh, and in the interest of transparency and collaboration, I'd like to put the logo of one of our competitors up on screen, which is uh, Zavero. Some of them are here today. There are some amazing people that do very similar to what we do. Uh, they, they help breweries with projects and reducing emissions. So do come and speak to us and see, see what we can do. Um, so just a bit on net zero itself. I'm going to talk about how we get people on the road to net zero, because it's a, net zero is a long way off. Talking about it in terms of definition, in order to be net zero, uh, you've just got to plant 100 trees and tweet about it. And that's it done. Just checking who's listening. Is that way? It is, in fact, a lot harder than that. You need to actually reduce your emissions from your operating standard year by 90%. 90% reduction. It's a huge shift in business. Um, but how you can get there is a lot less scary. 
Um, so we've taken all these acronyms, the GHG protocol, the science-based targets initiative, so that's greenhouse gases and science-based targets. It sounds scary, but they're just there to give that guideline of 90%. So we know that we're all working to the same page as what counts as net zero and what is good for the planet and not just saying it. Um, so they're out there and we encourage, or it is encouraged for people to calculate their emissions so they know where they're starting from, set some targets in line with these, act upon them and then put them out to the world. But that's not really very relevant to people and it stops people from engaging with it. So Net Zero Now, who I work with, have tried to make it into a sector-specific protocol. So we've taken all these documents and distilled them into brewery-specific, pub-specific documents, as well as things like hair salons, accountancy firms, uh, anything that we can do to make it specific for people. So we've taken those global guidelines, made them industry-specific, and then gone out, done some pilot projects with the likes of Stroud, Purity, um, to try and see if it works and, and what initiatives are out there. And then we've used that feedback to create our own certification, which is on the bottom right there, where people who have done a footprint they put a plan in place and they've made it available, are certified as on the road to net zero. Uh, and they need to keep that updated year on year so people can see that they're, they're keeping up with their work and it wasn't just a one-time thing. So here's some things we've done and some things we want to do more of. Um, we've already made these two documents you can see in the top. That's a playbook and a protocol. Those are freely available to anyone that goes to the website. Uh, they sort of dictate where um, the greenhouse gas protocol is relevant to you as a brewery, or you as a pub, or you as a tap room. And we've got a playbook, which is some of the things you can do most classically about those emissions and, and the biggest problems. We've also worked on, with Convoy, our friends, to uh, come into partnership with breweries who are already using something. We're trying to make it available to everybody. So if you have an arrangement with Convoy, they will cover your fees of net zero now. So it's a, an added value for them. But it also means that we're really taking a look at scope three and scope two in the packaging and transport in the keg world, which are some of the biggest emissions in brewing. So we're trying to tackle the bigger problems. And we've also made a one month free trial on our website uh, for people to give it a go, maybe even use that time to get a footprint uh, and realize that they can dip their toe in without having to commit uh, and yet the opportunities are there available to them. Some things we need to do more of is I think make more of what you already use. So I know that in the room we've got Brewman and Brew. Those are two systems which are popular across the uh, brewing world. We want to get more involved so that people can use the data they've already put in there and all the effort they've put in there to help them get a footprint nice and quick and work from there. And I also work part-time with Ramsbury Brewery down in Wiltshire, so I do a couple of days there helping with brewing and delivering. So I've seen firsthand some of the examples that can be done to take yourself off-grid and use your natural environment, which might seem a bit scary at first, but actually can be a really good opportunity for you. So I like to think that between that, we've got a lot that we can offer the industry in terms of, of moving it. Um, and the final point I wanted to make is, uh, is kind of taking stock of where we are today. We're, we're in Wiper and Tree, there's a lot of great examples around Bristol and the wider area. There's a football club called Forest Green Football Club not too far from here. Uh, they're in the news at the moment for having the first female head coach of a men's football professional team. Um, but before that, they were also the world's first vegan team. Uh, they power their uh, stadium complete with renewable energy. They have uh, organic pitch. So what they've done is taken football the biggest lads, lads, lads environment and turned it into an environmentally friendly area. There's no difference. When you go to a game, you still have your pie, you're still watching football, you're still swearing at the referee, but it's all done in an environmentally friendly way. And I feel like our industry is a perfect place to do that. People come together to have a beer, to talk about the world, to say things that you wouldn't dream of saying elsewhere. And that's where rebel ideas and future-proof ideas come to be born. So if you can foster that environment in your pub like we're doing today, you're gonna have an impact far beyond anything you do based on what I've said about your emissions. So focus on those energy transport, food, agriculture. Um, realize that you're part of a bigger system. Realize that simple things still make a difference and help you to get 
traction for your longer-term goals uh, and realize that all the news is telling us that we, we need to make action a lot quicker than we already are. So if you can start today, it makes a big difference. And more importantly, get together over a beer, talk about what I've said today, talk about things that you want to be interested in, um, and put the world to rights. Thank you very much. Brewers Journal Podcast is a production of Reby Media, produced and hosted by Tim Sheehan, sound engineering by Ross McPherson, series supervision by John Young. The executive producer is Rory Harris. And special thanks to Andrew Furness of Net Zero Now. Hold up. 